Hi everyone, this is Wanda, the CEO and founder of Salty Coffee. I am going to have my window open, my fan on, and I am going to go raw with no background music so that you can understand what it is to live in the Bronx, but at the same time working from home. So what does that mean, working from home? I, I don't know go online you go into internet you ask a couple of emails for me <clears throat> I've been fortunate enough where I can be on call when I'm not at work because I'm an essential employee and that's what that just means for me for my nine-to-five job however we're now going back full force um, in two weeks or maybe next week two weeks and I've learned so much about what goes on while I'm at work. I've learned about my community, what it has to offer. I've always been the type of person to shop online. And to tell you the truth, ever since this whole pandemic started, I really just decided I'm not going to shop online anymore. I'm just going to go ahead into my neighborhood stores and really, really focus on helping them out to have products that we really need so guess what there's a store by my house that pretty much sells stuff that <laughs> are not uh graded they're not safe they have chemicals and i couldn't find this cord anywhere in three zip codes in the bronx and the cord is just basically a VGA cord so that I can connect my monitor to my phone. Yeah, I couldn't find that anywhere. So for those companies who are small businesses, whether it's a hardware store or a 99 cent store or one of those stores where you just sell, you know, pretty much essentials to your community, Please make sure that this is going to be a very important time for you to upgrade your inventory. And your inventory should include VGA cords for monitors. It should include all types of sound equipment cords. It should include extension cords with a surge protector. It should include all of these things that people who are now going to be working from home are going to need and should not be buying online that you shouldn't have to wait to purchase online because for whatever reason now you have to wait three weeks because the item is coming from another country let's just make sure that we are aware of that one this also includes people who work in as an essential employee so we have the nurses we have teachers we have police officers we have firemen we have I, I, I mean the list goes on and on in my own community there's no open 24-hour services so what do we have in my community we have these trucks who sell food that we really don't know where they come from and um, there's no grading process for them at least not the ones that are in my neighborhood so I want to make sure that we, as consumers and as essential employees or people who are working for someone else, start thinking about what that means. 
tell me how we have bodegas, little stores, or other smaller business that are not owned by the people from the community. I don't get it. You can attend to a small small business development center, at least the one in the Bronx, and I can survey it, and you can go into my website to visit what I have to say about them. But I, I, I'm beginning to think that this pandemic in the three months that I've been sort of kind of going to work, but working from home, I've been doing both. I have to say, everyone is going to have to start looking at life differently. You are just going to have to, whether you're 50, 60, 40, or 30, if you do not like social media or you are like, I'm not computer savvy, the internet is not about, you know, people knowing your business. The internet can really help you build your own business, start your own business, and you're missing out on the world and what's really going on. If you're able to do both, meaning I'm in the Bronx, I'm in the South Bronx, I see the homelessness, I see the people who are potentially medicated and not medicated at that time, I see it. I see the trash, I see the dirt. I see the infrastructure being developed and worked on. I see it. I don't live in the suburbs because I don't like to hide myself. I like to be where there's noise. That's just me. I like to be in a place where everything is open 24 hours and there's action. Um, What kind of action that means? If you're not in the wrong place at the wrong time, you should be considered yourself lucky. Because guess what? Anything can happen to you at any time, at any place. It doesn't matter where you live. Where you live does not define you. What defines you is your character and what you're going to do for your community to make it better. And what I mean by making it better doesn't mean by bringing in a Starbucks or bringing in a Dunkin' Donuts. or bring, No, what it means is to develop the current businesses that are there, the mom and pops, the bakeries who make the best delicious cake with real sugar and real... Granted, I get it. There's the Bronx is number 42, 62 actually, from being the worst diet people in the in the world, I guess. I don't know, the United States, let's say. But how is how is that, you know, we need to then learn how to eat in moderation. You can't take the bakery out. We still need birthday cakes. This is what Latinos do. We still need the empanadas or patelitos, how we call it. Stop trying to erase our culture by implementing other companies that have nothing to do with us. No, we do not want a Starbucks in our community. We don't. We just don't drink that coffee. We drink Bustelo. Why don't you have people in the small business development open up a Bustelo franchise? I don't get it. We drink Bustelo. Why? Because we save money by making it in our own homes. So, again, just because 
people from other places. I can't tell you what it is to live in the suburbs because I don't live there. And but I don't make stereotypical assumptions of those people that live there. I just think that they're they like to be isolated. They like to be alone. Well, guess what? I live in the Bronx, in the South Bronx. I'm proud of it. And I'm still sort of kind of isolated now. So now what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's, you know, danger. There's noise. There's whatever. But at the end of the day, I've learned more about the world in the place that I live now than if I had literally just isolated myself. I can only imagine those who live in the suburbs real far away from the city, how desperate they can get to get some action, some social event, some something to just stimulate their creativity. Because quite frankly, when you live isolated in the woods, I, me personally, I think that's just a little depressing so if you're that person that actually has moved to a place where it's pretty isolated and quiet or you have a friend that has done that please keep in contact with them keep them active make sure that they contact you make sure that they're online make sure that they're listening to some sort of music or making music because this is not the time to prejudge people this is not the time to make assumptions this is not the time to judge this is a time where we all need to get together and just hold our hands together be connected again for the older people that believe that social media or that inter instagram or TikTok and all of this is too overwhelming then what does that say about your life? Are you you must be very overwhelmed at work that you don't have 5 minutes to check an email or 5 minutes to just go online real quick and just scroll through the post. You know how many people have missed opportunities for not being on Facebook and for not being on Instagram? Do you know how many people have missed news real solid raw news because they're busy watching tv and cable you know where everything is gloss and makeup is put all over it and censored to the max and you miss out on what is really going on in the world we know that individually our world is the world to us right so when you feel that your world is everything and nothing that happens outside of this world has anything to do with you that's not me i'm not part of that group i'm not part of that ethnicity nationality i'm not part of that race i don't do this that industry doesn't belong to me well guess what at the end of the day everything trickles down to the t because when you have one place of business that's closed, it's going to trickle down on the people who work there to not be able to pay for another business. 
and that business loses money to not be able to make it to another business and then that business loses money so now you got a whole bunch of people on competition trying to make it and again they cut in our public schools in New York City they cut they cut auto mechanics they cut main street they cut metal shop they cut home economics they cut pottery they cut sewing hello what are you teaching in our public schools what are they learning some of our kids graduate from college and don't even know what a check is they don't know what a routing number is they don't know what a checking account number is they don't know what a retirement plan is they don't know what a Roth IRA is so what are you teaching them in college and what are you learning you can go into college to own your own business and guess what the fifty thousand dollars or one hundred thousand dollars that you spent going there you end up working for someone else why because you didn't take the time to learn about your community and their needs you may have learned something else or maybe you did learn that getting a coffee truck is going to make you $150,000 a year or that the lady that makes that bakery you know what let me invest in her because she got the right recipe for that cake and that cake is good and everybody's buying Florinda's cake so think about it for the young people who are in college and are unemployed right now think to yourself what is it that I want for me what is it that is going to work for me how do I implement my learning from my degree into what it is that I want because basically you learned something right you went to school for four years you learn a specific major maybe two or one or maybe you just went into general you know academics and then you find out holy shit there's no jobs in this industry oh shit now I gotta go into grad school now you go into grad school and you center on that specific life is no longer that way nothing can be specific you can take liberal arts and just get the basics business you can take one business communication course and you're good you can go on YouTube and figure out how do I run my own business how do I start a business you don't need to go to college for that and I'm telling you right now because this is how I'm gonna do it and I'm going to continue to learn the process so that I can teach you what it is really to own your own business and stop selling your businesses to other corporations that's not how this works that's why now they're all desperate the higher companies higher networks radio stations they're all desperate why because you can do this on your own you can get your community to support you in what you believe in and what you believe in is empowering your community then that's how it works stop letting people in leadership who only are out for their own agenda 
continue to dictate how you're going to run your business. Your business, if you're making money, right, from working somewhere else, start saving that money. Start learning as a gig right now. So right now you work for a company. You're going to go now into learning to gig your passion and then figure that out how that's going to work for you moving forward so that when you're ready to launch your business, then you can say, you know what? I'm out. I want my severance pay later. Goodbye. It was nice working for you. That's in my opinion. This is how I would do it. I never left my current position and I don't want to leave my current position because I want to learn as much as I can so that any day now I'm ready to do it and I can help my daughters also to do it. So you just heard that beep. That's someone who is someone who's looking to go back to get their graduate degree. And I told him, reach out to me because I have a different solution to the immediate problem. Because going back to get your master's is very expensive, very expensive. So if you currently have a position and they're not even helping you improve on your skills or pay for your schooling, or maybe they do, I don't know. And you're doing, and you know your worth then that's the time when you're going to take to think about it really hard about what it is that you're doing. If you're driving right now, think about it. If there was a flood or a storm right now, who are you calling? What are you going to do? If your car was your means to get to work, they took all the mechanics out. You got to pay X amount of money for a mechanic. Let's say you live in a house. Your plumbing goes bad. You're a single mom. You try to call your best friend, Joe, but Joe is not available right now. Joe is tired of you calling him for favors. They took plumbing shop away from high schools. Trade schools are like very limited. And the ones that are available, they're upstate somewhere in Timbuktu where you have to drive long hours and you're like, I'm from the city. I'm not. It's going to take me three hours in the train to get there. Why? Why were these training trading schools taken away? Why was metal shop taken away? In metal shop, you learn about math. You learn about solids. You learn a, you learn a whole bunch of stuff. Wood shop, you learn more than that. A lot more. Music. Choir. Why? Why did they take those things out? Home economics. Why? I mean, I don't know what programs there are out there. But in my opinion, it seems like they're very limited. And when you do get a job in those programs or trading situations... Most likely, in my observation, is because of someone who's gotten out of prison and these are the options that they have. So, 
that's something to think about. Think about it very hard. And as my recruiter says, and I love this because she's really prompted people to pay attention and listen to what it is that if you're not doing this, you know, this is my advice also. Because ever since I started working where I work at now, I was told by a person who does finances, I was 19 when I started working. They told me, hey, you know, how much money do you make now? Mind you, I was working in strawberries back then and I was making $14,000. No, not even. I was making like $6,000 a year. This was in 1989. I was making $6,000 a year. Minimum wage back then was four twenty-five. When I started working where I work at now, they asked me, "Oh, so now you're working here? Now you're making fourteen thousand with benefits." So this is my recommendation to you. Now that you're making almost double of what you were making before, you're not gonna live your life like you did. Nothing's gonna change. You're gonna continue believing. That you're still working at strawberries. If anything, if you can work both jobs, work both jobs. Because here's your plan. Your plan is going to be to start working here. Once you pass probation, you're going to do everything in your power to go ahead and figure out what it is that you want to do in the next 10 years, right? You may want to stay. You may not want to stay. I was like, well, okay. I was 19 years old. What did I know about retirement and medical? I didn't know anything about that. But he he embedded in me to think about it. He said, okay, so what you're going to do is you're not going to move. You're going to stay where you're at. You're not going to spend your money on any clothing, shopping, no cars. If you don't need to do that, you're not going to do that. If you get married, you make sure that your money is safe. And that you encourage the other person to do the same and you're both collectively doing this together. He also mentioned um, how important it is to make sure that I add money, supplement my retirement plan. So my company gives me a certain percentage, I should be adding a certain percentage. And what he told me to do is for the next five years, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be there, go ahead and invest what I would have spent, you know, what I was spending on my way of living then, right? Which was my $4,000, whatever. He said, continue living like you're only making that. And that other $2,000, X, um, seven, the other half, $7,000, because I was then making $14,000 a year, take that seven and invest it in my retirement. And I just looked at him like, what? I thought we were supposed to be here to make ourselves better. He said, trust me, just do it for five years. And continue to contribute as much as you can to your retirement. Just do it. And I did. I did do it. The only problem with me now is that I'm not age to retire. But I'm going to have 30 years in the business. I started when I was 20. I applied and got into it when I was 19 I started officially when I was 20 so it's important that you as a young person think like that 
maybe things are different now. Maybe things are not um, out there like we would, you know, it was back in the 90s. But we were going through a lot of stuff in the 90s and 80s. We were going through the period of drugs, people killing each other. We, we, I mean, we went through a lot in the 80s. So to manage that and be able to really focus on contributing to our retirement, instead of putting zero, um, instead of putting like five dependents, two dependents on your taxes, you want to make sure that you put zero and you put extra. Because now when you see that and your, your check is way lower, then that tells you that you're not living within your means. You're going to be on <laughs> your means. Because if you can't manage putting zero and adding 40 or $20 per paycheck, then you're stuck. And stop thinking like, oh, I'm not going to give the government the money so that I have to wait to get at the end of the year. Guess what? Because when you get it at the end of the year, you can invest it. You can take the opportunity to invest more. Everything is tax deductible at the time. So, yeah, you're going to get that and then some back. So also do that. If you have children, make sure you cover the taxes that's the long form not the easy form you're gonna put everything especially now if you own your own business if you're working for someone who pretty much gives you the opportunity to have your own business as a franchise make sure your taxes are good make sure that you're investing in your business same way as you would invest in going to school to a higher education you're going to do the same thing so pretty much i'm going to end it with that if you need any advice or if you, i'm not a financial advisor i'm not a budget advisor i'm giving you my personal experience i'm giving you my perspective of what's going on i'm giving you a chance to listen to this because had I not gotten that advice when I was 20 and started working at, a, at an institution that had benefits and a real salary, I don't know where I would be today. I don't know if I would have the money um, aside to say, you know, oh, shoot, I lost my job. All I can collect is unemployment. I don't know if I would have that today. I don't know if I would have been able to raise my children as a single mom with vacation time and sick time i don't know if that this is not going to happen for my children what happened to me when i was 20 parentless almost homeless that's probably not going to happen for my children i'm not expecting them to get a handout either and this is why i made the change when i started working there and i'm just so grateful that this person his name is arthur mack by the way some of you may know him. This person made a difference in my life because no one else was around to give me that advice. No one. I'm going to leave you with that. And if you have any questions or you want to reach out, comment, visit us at www.saltycoffeellc.com.
बाय